telling you, man. Radio, totally. You have a, ra- a radio voice. Dude, I would totally do it. I've, I've had, I told him I had podcasts before. So like I did a podcast before and it's a whole nother long story as to like why it isn't around anymore. But like I have a cousin, she does. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and roll it. Okay. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, she does uh, professional radio in Miami. So uh, shout out Shelby. Uh, she, uh, and I've always been like super envious of her job. Cause like, I would love to do like professional radio. I would yeah. love to do radio. Dude, that was low key a dream of mine when I was a kid. Really? Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I See? wanted to be a radio DJ DJ. Yeah. I've always, for some reason, wanted to have a microphone in front of my face. And I, I remember <clears throat> back in um, elementary school, I remember, I want to say it was like second grade. Mm-hmm. My teacher had a podium at the front of the classroom. Yeah. And it was one of those uh, podiums that had the little mic thing coming out of it. And yeah, it had yeah. the, you know, that little mic. And uh, I, I forget. Any, anyway, we'd have to come up to the podium and talk or something. And mm-hmm. I always just wanted to talk into the microphone. Yeah. Yeah. It was like this weird obsession that I've always had. See, it's so. weird. It's like I went to go see my cousin actually like do radio. I went like family visit to Miami. And I saw her actually doing it, went in, saw the board and all that stuff. And like at that point, I was like. I totally would want to do this. And then as I got older and actually started like watching radio and all that, um, actually it's at, when I went to college, uh, freshman and sophomore year, they had a radio station and you could just walk in and like have a radio show. So I did, I walked in and just had a radio show just randomly for what? a little bit. Yeah. Just for a little bit. How was, long did you do it? Uh, huh? How long did you do it? Like just for an hour. Like oh, I would go oh. in. Yeah. You, they would give you like set blocks. I did for two years, like just for two years, but I would go in and, in and out and just do it. And then eventually they got more stringent and then they were like, you can't play certain stuff. Cause, but it used to be just like free reign. Cause oh, like, dude, that they didn't even give a shit. Yeah. It was amazing. I, I loved it. It was amazing. That yeah. been really Shout cool. out St. Louis university. Yeah. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it, it was awesome. I loved it. Right on. Yeah. So what, what do you, okay, let's tell everyone, what do you do? So you were sort of in the cannabis industry. Yeah. So I actually, yeah, I totally work in the cannabis industry. Um, I don't touch cannabis at all, but what I do is, is, um, so I work for a company named Extractor Depot. What we do is is like best way to describe it is like we're a one-stop shop for anybody that does extraction. So if you do anything as far as cannabis extraction, um, we got what you need. So, uh, there's different like ways that people extract. There's, you know, a bunch of different ways that you can do it, but we pretty much try to cater to every single type of extraction that there is and what you need. Okay. Wow. So you, your, your company manufactures the, um, the machinery yeah. to actually do the extraction. Mm-hmm. So we manufacture okay. the machinery. We also have engineers who actually like certify our machinery. And then we also have R and D who test our machinery. So we actually do like a three kind of prong attack into the industry that kind of, uh, showcases that we have like the ability to, you know, not only like sell you the stuff, but we can teach you how to use it effectively. Nice. Yeah. Okay. And so then do you market, I'm assuming more toward like, uh, pro- processors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Processors. And then a lot of times we get like investors in as well. Like people who are coming in with the big money to like, that yeah. are setting up labs, yeah. uh, cause they want to learn more about the process. So they're just not getting taken care like, you know, advantage of, Okay. but yeah, mostly, yeah, we get processors and that's who we deal with. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. So is this like a, is it a passion thing for you <clears throat> being in the cannabis industry? Is that like kind of what you wanted to do or? Yeah. What? Um, so my little boy has autism and one of the things like growing like, well, I'm, I'm from Texas originally, but like living in Texas as an adult and having a kid with autism, like <coughs> Texas's laws on cannabis are getting better, but they were always really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have like multiple stories where like people have like autistic children who are like have violent tendencies and stuff like that. And they'll use CBD or they use like cannabis derived products and then they'll end up getting like CPS cases thrown against them and their kids get taken away. No way. Yeah. And so, um, 
you know, it's always been like a passion of mine to make it to where, you know, a type of just medicine, medicinal medicine is mm-hmm. free reign for anybody that wants to use it. And that's kind of where my passion for cannabis comes from. You know, yeah. I have never actually had to use cannabis on my kid it's myself because my kid is actually really high functioning. Okay. But just the accessibility to anybody that has the you know need for it. Sure. That's yeah. Well, my understanding is it absolutely changes lives. Mm-hmm. And so uh, when it first was becoming or when it came up for vote in Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Um, I had this like sneaking suspicion that it would, it would pass mm-hmm. and it would become legal. And so, you know, I talked to my wife and told her kind of what I thought I said, I thought, I think there's a huge opportunity yeah. in cannabis, like within the next, you know, two years. Yeah. And, um, so we like kind of dove in and we, we had plans and a budget and everything, um, to open up our own dispensary really and, and start growing and everything. And we really approached it from that same angle. Like, this is, uh, it is medicinal and, you know, it can help with yeah. tons of things. Yeah. I mean, um, it's like the first medicinal property that I ever learned about cannabis mm-hmm. was for um, cancer, like people undergoing radiation yeah. and things like that. And it would allow them to, you know, settle their stomachs so they yeah. could actually consume food and yeah. not get nauseous all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just thought that was like, okay, you know, side effect of weed. And, you know, that, that's why you, you would smoke it. But then you learn that there's so many other benefits to it and it helps with everything. And then you look at CBD specifically and its abilities to like bring your body back, your body back to homeostasis and literally repair things on the cellular level. It's like, dude, why is this illegal? One of the things that blows my mind in, in, in entirety is like one of the only places where they're legally allowed to research cannabis is in Israel. Like that's like one of the only what? institutes where you have it to where like they're legally allowed to like research it and like dive in. And I think there's some other, like, don't quote me. I think there's some other universities, but it's not a number that you would assume that there would be with the amount of cannabis that we sell on the street, like in the amount that goes black market and all these people that they don't yeah. regulate. Like you would think that they'd be doing a mass amount of research to see like, does this stuff actually help or does this stuff, or is it all placebo? Yeah. Which, I 110% believe it helps. I 110% believe it alleviates majority of things that people, you know, uh, anxiety, depression, you know, bipolar disorder, bipolar disorder, seizures, uh, like epilepsy, like all these different things, man. It's, it's, it's amazing because they find out one thing and then they want to shoot it down with another thing. So it's, it's yeah. Yeah. Dude, I think one of the stigmas is people think like when, when you smoke this or like when you ingest it, Mm -hmm. you're this like, this i don't know like person that can't function properly you're stoned you know like you're you're gonna be fucked up the whole time yeah and i'm sure like when you overdo it or Mm. you know you take a hundred milligram edible or yeah something something crazy crazy. yeah yeah, of course you're gonna be in the couch that's just but don't be fucking stupid they have 600 gram milligram edibles and stuff like that like a thousand milligram like yeah so i mean it's it's insane but like i I get to your exact point i get exactly what you're saying yeah yeah but then when you uh, because uh, I've heard some stories about, I think it was with Charlotte's Web, the mm-hmm. CBD. There, there was a family that was telling a story. They were very anti, you know, weed or mm-hmm. cannabis or anything. And their daughter had um, autism and had heard about Charlotte, mm-hmm. who, if I remember correctly, was in Texas. Yeah. And uh, and so they knew of Charlotte's Web and and that CBD thing, and went out on a on a limb, mm-hmm. you know, uh, and kind of against their belief system. Yeah. And it like cured her autism or not autism, her um, uh, epilepsy. Yeah. And she was yeah. having severe seizures no, it, and they like, were afraid she like would crazy. crack her yeah. head. It, it reduces them like it, it's insane how like it reduces seizures. And I have 
I have testimonies of multiple people like, and I mean, it's just groups on Facebook, of course, but it's multiple people that I see on these groups where they're like trying it and they're like, okay, yeah. like my kid has not had a violent outburst today yeah. or it's been weeks since my kid has had a violent outburst. Dude. And it's, uh, it, you know, I, I've even talked to some people who want to like, cause a lot, what a lot of people will do is like in the autistic community, since they live in these places where, uh, it's so stringent is that they'll get the equipment themselves to extract live spectrum, uh, CBD or CBG from like hemp. And they'll just do a lot of it at one time with like a rotovape and then they'll just store it and they'll capsulate it and just give it to their kids over a long period of time. So I've had guys that have reached out to me like, Hey, I want to upgrade my setup and get like a five liter rotovape so I can do a bunch in, you know, and then I end up telling them like, well, you can just go ahead and get this thing on Amazon for $500. And then you can do like, there's several processes that you can do to kind of filter it out to get it to where it's a little bit you know, better, but you don't need to go spend, you know, that much money on some kind of like scientific equipment. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, you're not putting a lab in. Yeah. But some, but I mean, some people have to do that because it's in the, in the community that they live in, like it's so stringent that they can't get anything and it's a risk that they might go to jail or they might get their kids taken away. That's the craziest thing for me. Yeah. The fact that you can go to jail for decades for possessing a plant. When it's legal in other, when it's legal in other states. How does that not, like, that doesn't make sense. How are people in jail in states where it's legal now? How are are people still serving sentences in states where it's legal? And yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. But But like, if the state legalizes it, and obviously it's case by case basis, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, if you have someone that was, I don't know, trafficking thousands of pounds of marijuana. Violent, anything like that. Yeah, grand, yes. But yeah, I I feel like if anyone is in prison in a state, where it has been legalized, yeah. they need to be released. Reviewed at least. Or at least yeah, reviewed. reviewed yeah. or something. At least yeah. reviewed. Something. But yeah, it makes Man. no sense, brother, at all. makes no sense. It's crazy. I'll tell you what. I, I think it's done wonders for Oklahoma, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the amount of revenue that they bring oh, through taxes yeah, and, and the way that Oklahoma set it up to benefit the education system mm-hmm. and the health system and, and everything else. Yeah. Um, I think it's bringing tremendous value. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think so. Uh, I mean, Oklahoma is roaring up to like number one like spot in like cannabis production and it's like it's nuts to me because oklahoma has like less people than like chicago so yeah. <laughs> it's like you know so it's That's like how wild. much well the thing that gets me wait, wait, in, there's more people in like metropolitan chicago than like Shut in, up. yeah yeah like it, yeah like, i wish we had jamie so like yeah but it's like but uh but i mean honestly like yeah in uh one of the things that blows my mind is like you have that statistic. And then like when I was first, like, you know, talking to my job about coming out here and moving out here, um, the first time I came to visit and I saw how many dispensaries there were. Yeah. Um, the thing that that told me was, is that any, like in probably this year coming, it's going to go recreational. There's like, For there's sure. nothing that's going to stop it from yeah. going recreational. And then once it goes rec, uh, the amount of cannabis that's produced here, the amount of extracts that are produced here, the way the industry is changing, uh, it's going to make Oklahoma a central hub for like cannabis for sure. production and consumption. Like people are just going to flock here. And what I would advise people to do is I would uh, advise people to take a Mike Tyson's book, like take a copy of Mike Tyson's book and start making weed ranches and start yeah. making resorts where you can come here and, you know, yeah. Oklahoma's beautiful. So, man, I had a buddy that was just telling me about, I don't know if it was a weed ranch, but yeah. he was telling me about this place. Uh, I want to say it was in Colorado, but you would go, it's like a resort mm-hmm. and they've got everything from weed to psilocybin. Um, I think yeah. he even, they had like a couple different psychedelics. Yeah. That's a whole nother animal, but yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but you could go and it was, it, I guess they made it for people that like, kind of wanted to know what the hype was about, yeah, but yeah, in yeah. like a safe and controlled environment. For sure. And I got to be honest, I'm all about that. 
Yeah. I, I think it makes 100% sense. And if you were going to, like, if you were tempted to get into something like that, yeah. you know, like as a, as a first timer and you want to be in like a safe, secure environment yeah. and, and also have something that like kind of accents or accentuates the experience. Yeah. Like why not go to a freaking resort that like specializes in it? And you're safe. And you're safe. Yeah. yeah. Rather than buying it from some guy off the street. Exactly. That's what we end up all facing some, yeah. you know, at some point or another. So I, I totally agree. I yeah. totally agree with you. Yeah. Well, shoot, I know we don't have a whole lot of time. So um, I want to I wanna ask you a little bit because yeah. you bought a home recently. Yeah, I did. Is yeah. that your first house? Yeah, that was my yeah, very first one. Congratulations. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Man, yeah. and, and you were out of state too. Yeah, yeah. Man, you I had a good real estate damn agent. Good agent. <laughs> I had a really good real estate agent. I just want to say that, guys. Preface that. Yeah. <laughs> but so what was crazy about yours was that like you were not just out of state. Yeah. So your wife was in Texas yeah. with your kids. Yeah. And then you're in California. I'm all in California. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, it was crazy. So I remember um, we had kind of like a window in time yeah. where we got you guys out yeah. and we drove around on a Sunday <laughs> and like looked at a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I remember there were a couple of houses we were interested in mm. and we had put in offers. Yeah. Got them rejected, of unfortunately. Course. Yeah. But um, how did that feel? Like, were, were you kind of like disheartened at all? But, and, you know, you're, you're like an enthusiastic, like, fairly optimistic yeah. outlook type guy yeah. I, I get. Yeah. Um, but how did you feel like getting your offers rejected and then having to go back to California and be like, well, I don't, you know, what's yeah. the whole entire last, like, I mean, the last year for me has been like a huge major whirlwind, but, um, you know, when we, we went kind of recently through the same thing when we lived in Austin and Austin is, you know, ridiculous. It's comparatively, even to here, it's ridiculous, you know? So we bidded, you know, in on houses in Austin and got outbidded by like 80 grand. And, oh my God. and yeah, and that was, that happened multiple times. And, well, and so what, what happened? You said the last year was a whirlwind. What, what was going on? Was so just... honestly, I mean, I was just like, so I, I, I worked in retail and that was yeah. more or less the job that I had had, you know, straight out of college because that was kind of where I had kind of landed. You know, I started a business with my dad and it was kind of retail based and okay. that ended up just kind of being the type lock that I was in. Okay. Never was really the end of I me. Mean, we talked about, it. I wanted to do radio. So that wasn't really what I ever really wanted to do. Yeah. So, you know, that felt like kind of like a stationary five years of my life that I kind of just threw it to the wayside. I mean, I have my kids, I have my wife. I'm, I'm great. That's awesome. But as far as career wise, it felt me like left me with no fulfillment. And so that kind of just had me to where I was completely burnt out. Didn't want to get up to go to work, like yeah. dreaded getting up and, you know, just straight up was depressed. And so um, eventually like I had this weird epiphany where I was just like, I am going to stop actively hating on my situation and I'm, I'm, I'm no longer going to actively hate on my situation. I'm going to actively make steps to make it better every single day. So go. every day I'm not going to waste a single ounce of time. I'm going to do everything I can to make my day better. And ever since I had that change of mindset, um, just it's been blessings in abundance. Um, yes. You know, I when I got my offer for the job where I have now, it was out of the blue, randomly. Like a like a buddy of mine called me and was like, "Hey, dude, I have this offer. Do you want to do it?" And what? I was, yeah, and I was just like, "Yeah, dude, I'll totally do it." And then were you in the market? Like, were you job seeking at all? No. Well, I mean, I was I was hoping to leave my job, but I wasn't making the active steps to leave my job. So okay. as soon as I made that epiphany, got a call to, hey, do you want to leave? And I said, yeah. It took six months for them to go ahead and say, hey, let's get you on board. Yeah. In that six months. Uh, I didn't really know. So we were still kind of looking for houses or whatever. And that was in the time frame I was getting rejected from houses within that time frame. So this is like probably five, six months before I met you. Whoa. And, uh, and so like, I didn't realize you guys had been looking that long. Yeah. And so we got rejected a bunch in Austin. He asked like, do you want to move? Like, would you be willing to move? But I don't know when the time frame is going to be. And so I got to that, uh, that June, I quit my job. Uh, July was the ending like weeks of my job. 
I started in August in California and then got introduced to you in September oh and then we God. got the ball rolling and signed on the house in December. I so didn't realize it was that fast. Yeah, dude. And so what oh I, and the craziest God. thing was is like me getting rejected before I even got the call from my friend, me getting rejected on jobs, I was like or not jobs, but on houses, I was just like, you know what, screw this. I'm just gonna go get a new car and then screw this. Like, you know, I'm just gonna go get a new car. That'll make me feel better. Like I'll be able to go to work. I'll be able to handle it or whatever. You know, I'll just take it, push the house a couple of years down the road. Yeah. Fast forward six months, I have a new car and I have a house. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, you know, I tell people now, I'm like, don't actively put down your situation. Just make steps to make it better. Yeah. And, you know, God is going to put you, he's going to basically give up and let him maneuver you, but just have the faith that he's going to maneuver you in the right way. And then yeah. just work alongside him. Don't try yeah. to like hinder him, but just work alongside him and just actively make it better. Absolutely. Yeah. That's the biggest Man, thing. Man, the, the thing that really like changed for me with my mindset mm-hmm. was when I realized that it really doesn't matter what anyone else says Huge. or yeah. what anyone else thinks. Yeah. This is my life, yeah. my career. Yeah. Um, and ultimately the decision's mine. Yeah. And exactly. if I don't do yeah. it, no one else is going to do it for me. Nobody's coming to save you. Yeah. Nobody's coming to save you. And, and yeah. so like when you wrap your head around that and you're like, okay, here's how it is. Yeah. This, these are the facts. This is what the world is like. Yeah. Not every day is going to be great, yeah. but if I, like you're saying, can become better incrementally, yeah. 1% per day, you yeah. compound that over 10 years and you've completely changed your life. You've changed everything. Everything. Yeah, everything. I'm a testament of it. Dude, <laughs> like, and yeah. I, and uh, so I, I am too. I think it's yeah. awesome. Like people like you that are self-aware and really like kind of understand and see the world for what it is and yeah. like, it's an incredible gift. And the most incredible thing about it is hindsight. You can't change the past. Yeah. But when you look in the past mm-hmm. and you see who you were 10 years ago, yeah. how you were 10 years ago, yeah. and everything 10 years ago, and then you look at today yeah, and, no, and exactly your right. perception yeah. of everything, the world, uh, and where you are, I mean, you're just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Is this mine? Yeah. Is this me? Is this like, and and it, I th- I feel like that's one of the things that a lot of people that like grow like they go through that epiphany, that go through that mindscape and then they their their lives rapidly start to get better. Mm-hmm. We go through that stage where we're like are we worthy of this? Like is this something that you know we're worthy of? But then but then you have that realization like like you said, I'm doing the work. If it's yeah. 1% better every single day, I've put in the work to get to where I'm at and the things that I have and the happiness that I have and the peace that I have you live in that blessing and you just, you know, you revel in it, man. And that, but I, I feel like, I feel like that sometime, like, I feel like you look up and you're like, should I be this peaceful? It's like, that, should it be this It's easy? almost like, like the imposter syndrome. Theory, yeah, exactly. You know? Exactly. It's like, exactly. You, you don't really know yeah. if that's such a weird feeling. Why me? Too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> or, or it's almost that like, is this okay? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it okay that uh-huh. I'm doing this well? Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, you yeah. almost feel guilty or yeah. weird self-conscious about it. Yeah. And man, that's one of the most liberating things is when you feel that mm-hmm. and then you come to the realization like, oh yeah, I feel good because I did this. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. Like, and, and then you can just move forward knowing, all right, I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Because despite what anyone else says, I know yeah. it's going to work. Yeah. Because it's, it's working right now. And it keeps you hungry. I feel and it too. keeps you hungry. And it keeps you hungry. You know, it keeps you going. Yeah. Cause you know what that feeling is. You know what that is. So yeah. Yeah. I, I love feel like it, it, man. I, I love feel it. Like it. Yes. So you you came out. We drove around on a Sunday. Uh-huh. Um, I think if I remember correctly, we had ended up putting in two offers. Yeah. Got both rejected. Yeah. And then you have to go back to California. Mm. Wife and kids go back to Texas. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so we we're kind of sitting there at a standstill. Mm-hmm. Um, I think 
I, I don't know how you felt, but me personally, I was like, man, I'm like letting these guys down. And nah. I just had this feeling like I, I need to do something. And so it was like the next couple of days mm-hmm. I, I was like out doing FaceTime videos. Yeah, you were killing it, dude. <laughs> sending you <laughs> stuff and everything. You're killing it. <laughs> so, but from your perspective, like how did you feel about looking at these houses and then putting in an offer on a house that you hadn't even stepped foot in. You want me to be like a total honest yeah. ex- expectation? Yeah, right, yeah dude, I want to know. All right, so totally honest, and I'm not, like, you've gotten to know me well enough that you know I'm not just going to throw smoke up your... Yeah. Yeah. I, I was confident. I was confident in you. Like, because oh. I, because uh, just getting to know you in the time frame, just the rapport that you had had with, like, I got introduced to this guy through my mom. So, like, yeah, yeah so it's <laughs> like, you know, but just the rapport that you had with her, just, like, the confidence that you had, just the way that you were, the type of person that you were, I knew that you had been put in my life to get us to where we needed to go. So I wasn't very stressed. Um, Man, that's awesome. That well, know. no, no, truly, I, I really wasn't that stressed. Um, when I knew that you were calling me every day, like with FaceTimes on houses, I knew like, oh, dude, this guy is actually working, you know, yeah. like versus like, oh, this guy's just kind of letting it go by the wayside. Like I never had a time in my mind where it was like, oh, Craig's not doing like he's actually looking for something. He's trying to help us out. Like, so, um, you know, when it was you, definitely yeah. a joint effort, though, because oh, we man, had we it. had the group text yeah. with. So <laughs> was I was on it. You were on it. Your wife, your mom. Yeah. And we were like, I remember your, your mom would send. Like yeah, screenshots like, yeah. of Zillow. And you know, like, I like this one. Houses I hadn't even seen. Like, she wouldn't even send it on me. She's just sending it to you. And I was like, all right. Like, you know, I was like, no, mom, that doesn't work. I was like, all right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it was just, it was so interesting. Yeah. I, I, it was, so the out of state buyers that I've had the privilege mm-hmm. of working with since I got started in real yeah. estate were more like this, kind of like one on one. Yeah. And so it was a little different having like your Five mom, your mom and your wife and you and, but it was also good because you were sending me stuff. Anne Marie was sending me stuff. Your mom was sending me stuff. And so, like, just looking at them, I got to know very quickly what it is you liked and yeah. what you're interested in. Yeah, for sure. And so I felt confident enough to go out there and look at things. And I would know, like, I remember one specific or one specific house that I walked into. And I think, like, the layout and floor plan would have worked. It was plenty of space. Mm-hmm. Um, and it needed, like, a little little updating. But um, you just, I walked in and I was like, mm. yeah, you, you almost just know it's like yeah. intuition, yeah, you know, and so you just keep moving the house you guys bought. Yeah. When I walked in, I knew that was it. You called me immediately. Dude, I You called knew me before it. you even got like a foot in the house. You I were like, dude, it. can you, you text, you, no, actually you texted me. You were like, you're like, you texted me. And I think I saw the text. It said, uh, this is the one. That's yeah. all you texted me. You literally texted me. This is the one. And I was like, oh crap, you found one. And then, uh, and then like a second later you called me and you were like, dude, this is it. This I found it. it. Like, this is the house. Yeah. And we were like, okay. I was like, let's go for it. And then, yeah, yeah. I was like immediately. I was like, yeah, let's go for it. Uh, yeah. Man. Yeah. No, totally. That's yeah. awesome. No, for real, for real. And it's a great yeah. house. You Love had the, the first casualty yeah. of new home ownership. What yeah. happened? Water heater went out, but uh. we knew. So it wasn't like it was anything like, you know, we knew that something was wrong. So, um, you know, one day and it's actually you hooked it up because you introduced me to a gentleman. They came out and got it back working. We got it replaced and all that good stuff. But yeah. it was, you know, it, um, you know, ended up just being wear and tear from just the natural hard water and, you know, well water. So just one know, of those yeah, things. Something that just happens. Yeah. yeah. It was weird though, man. Since I met you, I feel like we've been, you know, we've been linked up. Yeah. Like, I, I just feel like such a rapport with you. Yeah. And it was funny that we were texting there for like two days or so about the hot water heater. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had been thinking about it and thinking about it. And I even, I told my wife this. I said, I was standing in the kitchen and there was a point where I actually visualized our hot water heater uh-huh. and having an issue with it. And, you know, I had walked by and, and kind of heard a sound that wasn't completely normal, but we had also just, 
cranked it up a little bit because my wife likes really hot, like scalding my, hot baths. Yeah, like yeah, like burn you. Yes, yeah. yeah. my wife too. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't healthy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Your skin's gonna fall. Off. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, so we cranked it up, and I, I kept walking by, and I would hear like different you mm. know sounds that I didn't think were normal. Um, but I was just like, oh, it's just working harder. Mm. And uh, then she walks by, she hears it, and she actually like opens the door. Yeah. And then there's like water spraying oh onto the God. wall and oh like all over yeah. some electrical yeah, and on dude. the furnace and everything. I was like, this is a mess. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I had to sit and ask myself, I was like, man, did I like, did will I, it? Yeah. Did I will that into <laughs> yeah. existence? This wasn't a thing. Just thinking about it. I was it. like, yep. freaking RJ's texting me about hot water heaters. I'm, you, I'm thinking about mine, I'm you know, you. and all of a sudden I've got a manifestation, man. It's real. Yeah, it's, it's a real, real It's real. I'm yeah. not lying to you. Crazy. Yeah. It's really interesting though, but we love the space, dude. We've seen so many freaking deer. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. You're in the perfect spot. It's like a lot of deer. We see a lot of deer. Yeah. So for for anyone that doesn't know, which is everyone, yeah. what uh, what's cool about your property? Because you've so, got a little. So we sit on the acre, uh, but the really interesting thing about it is it sits on a cul-de-sac, but it sits down back in the acre, which is like, I've never seen it. So we have like four yards, but they're like equally proportioned. Yeah. And that's what I'm really like. That's what I really love about it the most is that it just sits like back in there. So you really can't see it from the road whatsoever. That's yeah. one of the things I loved about it too. Yeah. And I thought with the boys, yeah. you're almost, it's not like you're set back from the road very much, yeah. but you're just far enough down there that you're like someone standing at the top of your driveway yeah. would not even know you guys were running and playing around in the backyard. Exactly. Have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's really it's like. an awesome spot. Yeah. And then, man, I wish you could have seen it when we were uh, when we were first looking at it because all those trees in the backyard oh, yeah. had all the leaves on yeah. them and they were all big and bushy and everything. And the privacy yeah. in that place when the trees have leaves yeah. was like Yeah, I can't imagine when it gets back to like, because we, we've just been looking at it and we've just been doing little things here and there. But like we're looking at it and we're like, man, you're not going to be able to see anything. Like when you're in the <laughs> privacy comes on and it sits back it's so far in there and the trees are so tall up that it just like it stays like the light doesn't really penetrate through there until yeah. like high in the day, which is really awesome. We love it. It's like yeah. an oasis. No, we love it, dude. We love have, it. have you guys done any work? Yeah, we've done a little bit. Yeah. Um, the first major thing that I want to do is I get gutters installed okay. and then do that yeah. caulking. Yeah. I get all yeah. that stuff up. Yeah. For but, sure. Yeah. But you're all moved in. Yeah. We're all moved in. Nice. Yeah. We're all moved in. Anne Marie and the boys are up. Yeah. They're here. Yeah. She started work actually. So she's here working. Nice. Uh, shouts out to Hobby Lobby. Uh, oh my yeah, god! She wants to have the yeah, dude, don't tell my wife that. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna be asking for the discount. Dude, come on with it. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you already know you got it. And then, uh, yeah, she's going there. Jay's going to school already, and yeah, and then we're gonna see if we can get Josiah in like two days. Mommy out a week or something like that. Okay, immersed. Yeah, nice. Yeah, everything's moving along, brother. Dude, that's awesome. Nah, I appreciate you. Man. Yeah. And so what's what's going on with work? So they've they moved you out here. You're actually yeah. working in Oklahoma. City. Yeah. So I'm actually so right now what I'm really uh, really doing is actually we're in the hiring stages. So we're, we're pretty much uh, looking at talent here in OKC. Okay. Uh, we have the building and we're just steadily getting contractors in and like getting bids on it and stuff like that. So we're just tied. Where's the building? So we're actually over by the airport. So we're over okay. on the industrial airport park. Yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Right over there. What, yeah, what so. kind of talent are you looking for? Uh, so I'm um, actually looking for more retail type. Well, not even so much retail, but more like a sales association. And then okay. I'm also looking for a warehouse too. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. What's their sales model? Are they do they have like um, field reps or are, we're are, looking eventually yeah. like in a, like in quarter two we're looking to see if we can expand to something like that okay. maybe in Q3 too. That'd be cool. Yeah. Have we're definitely go looking and for knock on some yeah, doors. That's and stuff. Yeah, we're definitely looking yeah. at something like that. So cool, that's man. something too. Deliveries as well. So dude, yeah. there are so many growers out here. Yeah. So many greenhouses. And, oh my god, it's crazy. Yeah. Like I like I just the amount of dispensaries. Let me know like. It's insane the amount of stuff that they yeah. have to be producing here. So, uh, Jamie, can you fax? Oh shit! 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, wait a minute, what? I was, like, <laughs> was going to say, Jamie, can you fact check this? Uh, I heard once that uh, Oklahoma has mm-hmm. more dispensaries per capita than California. Dude, I would believe it. I would believe it in a heartbeat. I uh, see. I like. I knew we had a lot of dispensaries, dude. But when I heard that, I was like. More per capita than California? Every plaza here has two. Every <laughs> plaza here has at least two dispensaries. Like, yeah. and, then, and then every other gas station has one. So it's like, yeah. no, totally. Like, yeah. I, was like, I, was blown, I was blown away when I saw a gas station and it was and it said on the side of the gas station, we got that loud. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I was like, this, no, 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 no. It didn't say, it said, we got that gas. That's what it said on the side oh of the gas station. Oh my God. I was like, this is great. I was like, this is everywhere here. That's amazing. fantastic. Yeah. I was like, this is amazing. When it goes recreational, it's going to be crazy. I it mean, is. You're talking crazy. about like an insane amount of revenue already. Yeah. Like you're talking, yeah, it's going to go nuts. So one of the things that people would ask me when we were putting together the, the plan for the dispensary, mm-hmm. they would ask if, if I thought that it becoming legal would get rid of the black market. No. You don't think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. There always so, be a black market. And why is that? If um, it's legal. So the weird thing about the cannabis industry um, is... Black market, and I'm going to be careful saying this, but black market is much more, uh, what is the word? Black market is much more regulated than I would say like the legal market. Um, because there's more, more yeah, because there's more honor and integrity in the black market. So you're going to have black market people who make their product perfect just for the instance of saying my product is perfect. Um, there's black market who are going to make sure that they're not giving out bad product and things like that just because they're going to go for the sake, especially when extractors are involved because extract is done with like very volatile compounds. So if you don't do it right, then you can get people sick and people take a lot of pride in not getting people sick, making actual medicinal medicine because you know, you're doing, you know, you're making cannabis medicine at that point. You're taking something that's 30% and taking it all the way up to 90% purity. So, wow. Yeah. I so. didn't know that was a number. Oh yeah. Well, so when you're taking, when you're talking about like distillate, like, which is like what you have in uh, cartridges and pins and stuff, mm-hmm. that's like a 99 point, like, like 99% uh, really? purity. Yeah. So a lot of times what'll happen is cause they'll have to cut the distillate with some kind of other filler. Um, and that's like, if you remember back in the day when people were getting sick from smoking cartridges, yeah. uh, that's what it was. The filler was bad and was getting people sick. And so like people were cutting it with bad fillers. But what you have to do is you have to cut the distillate with like the fillers because what will happen is, is it's such a fine purity is that it'll go into a crystalline form because it's basically 99.9% THC. So it'll just crystallize. What, what kind of fillers are these? Uh, Like, dude, don't even get me. Don't even get me started because I don't want to say the wrong word, but I think what I'm like, like sodium glycol, like like it's like it's okay. like stuff like propylene that, like glycol, yeah, yeah, propylene glycol. glycol. There you yeah, go, yeah, yeah. propylene okay. glycol and gotcha. stuff like that. So yeah. like yeah, so just like stuff to like fill it in. But and then like a lot of the terpenes, like terpenes will be like they won't be cannabis derived terpenes, but they'll be botanically derived terpenes. So they'll be like grown from flowers, and they'll add that in to add the okay. flavor because that's where you get the flavor. Because distillate yeah. is nothing but THC. So there's no like terpenes in it. There's no flavor in it. You're not going to taste anything. It's literally medicine. Okay. Yeah. So they add in the flavor. Does that, uh, do the terpenes affect just the flavor profile or does it also affect the, um, psychoactive properties? Uh, no, I think it's just the flavor profile. Yeah. I would speak just to the flavor profile. Yeah. Yeah. I heard, I heard uh, this guy one time that did like gourmet, Mm -hmm. um, like he could make your cannabis taste like anything. Yeah. And so yeah. he would he would do it like, you know, chocolate chip ice cream yeah. or red velvet cake. Like terpenes aren't like a cannabis thing. Like terpenes are in everything. So like when you have um 
what is that stuff called? The Crocs, the the sparkling water. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah Crocs. That's ter- that's that's terpenes. Lacrox. So the, what they, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was saying. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, with the flavor in that, that's terpenes. Really? Yeah. yeah. Um, most of artificial flavoring is just terpenes. Yeah. So Jamie, Google what's a terp. <laughs> so I wonder what what is an actual terpene though. So it's just like um, what like is a good way to describe it. So um, it's like like in cannabis like because like a lot of like the r&d that i've seen them do there's multiple types of terpenes in things so like i've seen them actually do like distillation runs on cbd and that's taping cbd from like the raw like oil base like with all the different stuff in it and taking it to like a pure product where it's 99.9 or whatever Mm -hmm. um and there's multiple terpenes in there so there's some terpenes that smell good and there's some terpenes that smell like cat pee and like uh like tires and stuff like that okay so there's like a wide so it's, spectrum it's just the same. yeah so uh, like essentially what you end up getting is is you end up having like extraction machines but they're not as like they're not they're not just specifically going after like psychoactive things they're going after the terpene profile okay. and they're just boiling off whatever terpene they get to get to the flavor profile that they want so it's like if they, yeah Dude. yeah because i guess like strawberry terpenes would have like a specific boiling point versus like lemon terpenes so if it was something that had both of those flavor profiles in it then you would just Excuse me. You would just separate out from that one. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dude, you guys have like a lab. We do. Like, yeah, we really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like like literal like get the put your glasses on and yeah. go in with Y'all, your lab you coat and all that. Yeah, all that stuff, dude. I swear to God. Yeah, That's awesome. I swear. Man. It's crazy. Do you think that after recreational gets approved, mm-hmm. do you think like they did in Colorado, you're going to end up getting people that try and push for um, psilocybin and um, LSD I and things so. like that? I hope so. Yeah. I would hopeful. Like I'm hopeful that we'll get to a point where um psychedelics will be uh rec- like rec- uh, recognized as uh a very affordable and uh safe like de- antidepressant. Yeah. Like that would be, yeah. you know, my goal is like for them to actually look at it in and terms even of antipsychotics. Yeah. PTSD, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Bipolar disorder, all that stuff. Man, I feel like there's been this stigma associated with um, psychedelics in general oh, yeah. since like because of the war on drugs and oh, everything yeah. that um, people are I, I think the people that are still anti psychedelic mm-hmm. are coming from a place of fear like they're really legitimately oh, yeah. afraid that if you take that it's going to break your mind in half and you'll be you know, like you'll go crazy it's big or, pharma too it's more yeah. than the, it's more, it's, it's yeah. mainly big pharma because they know I didn't like even think about that yeah I mean because it's mainly I mean it's, it's mainly you tell me that I'm depressed and I can go take a eighth of shrooms and I don't need to take your, you know, prescribed medicine anymore. Like I don't, I don't, I, I can go 12 I months. Zoloft. I can go 12 months without having to take Zoloft now. And yeah. I can go just, and again, and then I can go to resort and take another eighth, 12 months from now and be okay for the next, you know, not, 12 big for, yeah. not, not good for big pharma. No, not at all. And nothing. I mean, and the pot, none of it, none yeah. of it is good for big pharma, you know, cause you're going to end up finding out that there's so many different things that you don't need. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, I, we, next time we have you on, we're gonna have to talk about big pharma because oh yeah, that that's dude. like a whole another conversation. Dude, I love it, dude. But um, so I want to just circle back to the house real quick yeah, before yeah, we sure. gotta let you go. So you're buying this thing out of state. Mm-hmm. We ended up getting it under contract. Um, now we we had some strategy to that mm-hmm. because the house had literally minutes before yeah. we went to look at it had just come on the market. Yeah, this was on a Friday, and they had open houses scheduled for Saturday and Sunday, mm-hmm. and so. What I had done was I told the listing agent that you wanted it. We were going to put an offer within the hour and, uh, we ended up, um, we ended up going up what, like 2000 and we asked, Hey, 
you know, we're going to offer this 2000 over list price, but will you cancel the showings that you have from here yeah. on and not do the open house? And to my surprise, actually, she said, well, she was like, let me talk to the seller. When she called me back, mm-hmm. uh, she said, yeah, 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 we'll do that. And I was just like, whoo, <laughs> like, yeah, man. dude. Uh, so we got you in, um, but then even for inspections, cause that's sort of the next thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so you guys weren't able to make it out for the inspection. Yeah. So from your perspective, like what, what was that like knowing that, you know, the home inspector was out there going through the house and you guys weren't able to be there in person to kind of, you know, see what's going on with the house and get, get a peek behind the makeup, so to speak. Yeah. I mean, again, it kind of, I mean, I don't want to be like that guy beating a dead horse, but I mean, again, it resonates back to like, you know, we trusted you. Like we knew that you were going to be there. So like, you know, that was the biggest thing that like, like that morning that we had the home inspection, my mom called me and was like, is Craig going to be there? And I was like, well, yeah, he's going to be there. Yeah. She's like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I wasn't too worried, honestly. Um, cause I knew you were going to tell me the truth of it if something was wrong. Yeah. And I, uh, and I knew you were going to put quality people in there to yeah. like make sure that they were looking at the house versus like somebody that's just like, oh, let's just get it sold. Yeah. And you know, we haven't had anything major, you know, yeah. other than the stuff that we knew of. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I'm so glad to have you guys here. No, man, I appreciate it. You're, you're in that kind of sweet spot where you're like, uh, like right there at Edmond, right there at yeah. Guthrie. You're kind of like right on the line. Yeah. And so you, you were fairly familiar or vaguely familiar with like the geography mm-hmm. of the OKC Metro. But now that you've been here for over a month, how, how do you feel about like the location of the house and like your commute and traffic, all that sort of stuff? Dude, I freaking love it. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I love it. I like, I was, uh, I was thinking about it as I was driving around today and I was like, man, I just love like, like right where we're like located at. Cause I was like, I, I know that Edmund is approaching that way. Like I know Edmund's growing up towards that way. So eventually we're going to be to where it's like, you know, right there. Yeah. But as far as like anything that we need, I mean, Walmart's 10 minutes away. Sam's is 10 minutes away. Uh, work is 35 minutes away. You know, we can either come up here for school or food. We can go to Edmund for food, OKC for food. You know, nothing is 30 minutes away here. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's well, phenomenal. and you guys got something that you, it's hard to get in, in the Metro and mm-hmm. that's an acre of land. Yeah. Like you've yeah. got a full acre of land. And so as everything kind of does move North, mm-hmm. you know, from Edmond into, into Guthrie, yeah. that is all going to get kind of built and developed around you. Yeah. But the nice thing is you're still going to have that acre of land. Yeah. And as they bring new developments in, your property values are just going to go up. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Sky high. That's why I was like, okay, cool. This is a great <laughs> investment. I was like, this is a great investment. We're here <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No, Dude. totally. Well, I, I know we're crunched on time, so no, it's perfect. I really appreciate, appreciate you. you coming out. No, thank you for having it me was, on. It was great to have thank you on you. here. Yeah, appreciate no, you guys. Thank you, man. Thank you. We're gonna have to come back when uh, when we can do a little bit longer one and talk some more about uh, you know cannabis. Oh yeah, and psychedelics. Oh, yeah. and all that yeah, fun yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I got like I got like uh, I don't know I don't know the the mindscape, but uh, I got lots of customers that uh, throw me lots of goodies and gift bags and things. Oh so, yeah, yeah. We'll have so. we'll have to talk. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure that out. Wink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> RJ, man, thanks so much. I appreciate, I appreciate you guys. Thank right, you. Bro. Take care. Thanks, guys.